like notes through the hourglass. These are the songs of our lives. Welcome to episode three of Songs of Our Lives. I am Brad Rose. I am a musician, a writer, the founder, and main and only writer for Foxy Digitalis these days. Um, And this is a podcast about looking at our lives through the lens of music. I am so excited that my guest today is Eric Mingus. And I, I feel really privileged to have been able to do this episode and get to know Eric better because of this. It's, we know each other through his wife. He is, he is married to the great saxophonist, Catherine Sakura. And Catherine and I met a couple years ago. She sent me a promo of a record she did. Uh, that's a really fantastic record. And I loved it, wrote about it. I interviewed her. We just kind of stayed in touch and got to know each other better. We actually ended up making a record together along with, Colin Fisher, who's another great saxophone player and a drummer from up in Canada. And we've just stayed in touch and, and we talk about our lives and all these things. And so during the process of making that collaborative record together, uh, the, she recorded her part in their home studio and Eric helped with, you know, setting things up and all that. And just, it, we've been on each other's sort of in our, each other's orbit because of that. And so I become a really big fan of his music and his work. I just think he's a fascinating and genuine person. And um, I, I do want to mention specifically, he has a new album that it's, it's, he's working on it now. And I, I, it's kind of like tracks are getting released as they're, as they're mixed and done called lessons from my father. And it is the first two pieces are so good. They're so good. I really recommend going and checking out his band camp and his, he and Catherine have a band camp for their duo work, which is also fantastic. And yeah, this was so much fun. Um, I guess I've gotten to this point and I haven't mentioned that Eric Mingus is Charles Mingus's youngest son. You probably figure that out by now, but this episode is about him and his life and his work, which does involve his father, but that's where the focus should be. We recorded this over zoom. It was a really fantastic time. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, my guest today is a bassist, a composer, an instrument builder, a researcher, and so many other things. I'm really excited to have on the show today, Eric Mingus. How's it going, Eric? Oh, it's going great, man. Um, so I know you're in the process of getting ready to move, but what else has been going on the last couple of weeks, couple of months? I'm doing a lot of <laughs> doing a lot of different recordings and trying to. Uh, line up some things and expand on the, you know, the, this project I've been working on, which is based on the Mingus mill yeah, in, North, in, in, uh, in the great smoky mountains and trying to like, again, researching all that and, and sort of led to that duet with, with Yo-Yo Man sort of, so sort of kind of I'd, working I'd through lo- all that. <laughs> I'd love to hear that story. Cause I, I, I gotta say that I, like, I saw the recording on 
maybe it was on it was on your Instagram or some it was somewhere on social media. Maybe it was on Yo Yo Ma's. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's like one of the most affecting performances I've like in songs I've seen in a while. It's incredible. Oh, thank you. Um, how how did that happen? Like how did especially how did it end up with Yo Yo Ma involved? <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. It's all about you know people. Apologies. I think I just you're going to hear that beep from my. Uh computer apologies i'm going to put it up do not disturb um uh well you know it's 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 all these connections um you know for many years i worked with this producer hal wilner um Mm -hmm. and through him met lots of people and worked a lot of different people um and out of nowhere some people that we had in common it's the office of the arts or you know out of new york yeah and they said you know we were just in the smoky mountains with yo-yo ma and we found out that you know the mingus that that's the area where your your grandfather was born um Mm -hmm. and it it just sort of connected with a lot of different things because there's also the uh national park service is trying to sort of what is trying to broaden the history of the mountains and saying you know there were black people here you know and you know and you know and slavery and and my family story just kind of lands smack dab in the (laughs) middle because my um, great grandfather was a slave, um, and he was freed, um, but stayed working with the Mingus family. And it, you know, and he actually had the last name Mingus, and uh, he built their home. And we, uh, those of us, uh, uh, the Black Minguses, as they're calling us, uh, <laughs> um, we uh, we believe he built the mill that that's in there. The person who gets credit for building it, I think, is the guy that built the turbine to grind the stuff, but didn't actually build the building. That's my, that's my instinct based on what uh-huh. I've seen in research. But anyway, um, so they got behind it. And then Yo-Yo has a project. Um, is it our Carmen nature? I believe it's called. And, mm. um, you know, was just involved in sort of helping me helping uh, these entities got together and, and helped me funded me to go there and kind of investigate it. I mean, I have to say that, you know, my fa- grandfather left. He did, you know, he was born there and um, he's the result of Daniel having a, a fling with the woman of the house. Ah. So, <laughs> um, so my grandfather was mixed race and she moved away. I think she went to Tennessee and left him at the house, which was not pleasant. Is what uh, it, and right. He left very, he left very early and joined the army. Um, wow. It's a whole other, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it, it's really an incredible sort of, I always say it's an American story because it's very, yes, you know, it, it's kind of very much full of all the things nobody talks about in their family. Right. right. <laughs> and it's time to talk about it. And that's, and that's, you know, there's, and the Smoky Mountains is sort of this amazing area because um, they own slaves. They don't, they, they, you know, and people are always trying to justify slavery in some weird way. And oh. at least saying, well, our slaves weren't treated as badly as they were right. down southern, you know, the southern part of North Carolina. Right. right. You know, we, you know, because the people generally were poorer in the Smoky Mountains, um, they worked side by side. They were like they had they were basically slave hands, I guess. Right. I don't know. It's it's so it's a it's a you know, there's a lot going on in the story. But anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. And then I I had done a rough, I had done a demo of that piece. Mm-hmm. Um, called grind my bones the mill and yo-yo apparently you know yo really liked it and then asked if he could do it with me and i was you know yeah well, not gonna say no to that right and uh and it was great and and um you know we 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 are hoping to do um more you know i want to yeah. i want to tell more of the story 
um, than that one tune. So we're all the same, you know, the same group of people who are all trying to figure some stuff out with that. Um, I also got to play in Knoxville, um, the concert Yo-Yo Ma and Friends, which was fun. Oh, that's awesome. And actually, I'm going to be at Big Ears, uh, which I probably shouldn't have announced because I think they haven't announced their listing yet. Oh, well, this won't be out for like a month, so. Yeah, so hopefully it'll coincide. (laughs) I keep forgetting, you know, there's all these these rules, but. uh, I know. (laughs) I'm doing that with Elliot Sharp, actually, which is great, you know. Oh, that'll be awesome. Long, long running. (laughs) creative relationship with him but anyway we could talk about that forever yeah but, oh so that's, no, that's, that's, what, the gist, that's the gist of it you know is, yeah that's I, know. I was already thinking as i was preparing for this it's like okay we're gonna i'm gonna have to have you on like the other show just right. to talk about <laughs> just to talk about this project because i'm well, i will say this show this was interesting because in a lot of ways i'm the wrong guy for this you know because <laughs> uh-huh. i don't really you know for some of the like what's the best song ever written uh, you know i'm not i don't even like i'm sort of not in the camp of like American music can be very competitive. Who's the better this and who's the better that? And and that's not to me what music is about individuality and your own voice. So I was like, oh, and then it said song. So I was like, well, then I'm not, there's a lot. Right. You know, it sort of throws it in, you know, I kind of threw some stuff in that wasn't really technically songs, you know. Well, and and I, and I I keep thinking I've, because this is still early days for this, but I I need to add some notes in there because that question, especially for me, is very tongue in cheek because I don't, I agree. There is no best song. There's no greatest, there's no objectively greatest song of all time. That doesn't exist. But it's always, I always like to, like a lot of people, like, because I kind of had the same reaction to you, is like, but it kind of, when you get put on the spot, it uh, it makes some people uncomfortable. Like, oh God, I got it. And so I'm always curious to see what comes out. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny because for me, it's like, you know, it also depends on what mood I'm in. Exactly. Know, like, yeah. And, well, and, and, that's and the I can other go thing. and I can go ages without actually listening to anyone else's music because all I'm doing is like working on my music and working right. on Catherine and doing other projects for other people. And you know. Every once in a while, <laughs> Catherine and I will put on like other music. We're like, "Oh wow, right. it's really great yeah, to hear this!" Right? <laughs> yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. And that's the other um, thing is I always, I always think I think of this too. It's like it's this picture of a moment in time because, like, especially for me, like thinking about my favorite song, that's it's going to change. Like you know, right now it's yeah. this one thing, but ask me again in six months, depending on what's going on in my life, what's going on in the world, just what I ate for breakfast that day. I don't know. It might be something else. So yeah, um, I think it's yeah. So I, I, like none of this is not supposed to be like super serious because i because th- I, yeah. it could i could totally see it in a direction it could go where it it it, it has more of a serious tone and no oh for that. sure i want to have fun <laughs> yeah no, no, and it was fun it, it's, yeah. it is fun actually and i'm kind of looking forward to talking about it if we ever manage to get to it <laughs> yeah i guess uh, <laughs> i'll take the hand i'll take the hand all right so let's start let's get let's let's dig into it so what is the first song that you remember well you know this is this is this is the one that I actually, you could never hear because the first song I ever heard was my father bowing on the bass, you oh, know, wow. and, and playing a melody. And the closest thing that I could find, you know, to think of was Meditations, yeah. which I think I put in there. That, you yeah, know, that was yeah. the tune, you know, like that was the closest thing because he's bowing it, you know, on the bass. So, mm-hmm. but like a lot of the music in my life, a lot of people never heard, you know, and yeah. um, I mean, I, I one point I was going. I mean, my 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 first instrument was cello in New York, and I got to hear my father play cello. Not many people ever heard Charles Mingus wow. play cello. No. And then, um, and then when I we moved out of New York City to upstate New York, there was no string department, so I ended up having to play. I think it was trumpet, or <laughs> I think it was trumpet. 
And so he got me a trumpet and trombone. And, you know, people don't know this. My father's first instrument was trombone. And I heard him play I, trombone. And he, oh my, you know, he gave me lessons. I had no so, idea. Yeah. Wow. So there's there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of these amazing moments in my life, but they're just not, like, there's no right no record of it that I could say. So I thought, was, I thought meditations was the closest really, sort of thing. You I've, know? Al- I've always wondered, like, what, like, I what that's like growing up i mean i imagine you grew up with just music and sound around you a uh, lot yeah a, a lot to a certain extent i mean you know there's the whole family drama of you know divorce and mom moving out of the city and right and him unfortunately passing away when i was about 15 14 um but there always was i mean like that's the thing is there was always music and um one of the things i loved about my dad was that he didn't he didn't talk to children like they're idiots. You know how people do that? Like, are your oh kids? Oh my gosh. This is, yeah. And, it, and his thing was kind of like, wow, can you imagine like, it's a fresh brain, you know, like yeah. that's what he looked at. Like it's, it's more ready for input than ours would ever be at this age, you know? And, and, um, or some people just lock everything out and that's it, you know, but, oh my gosh. um, so he just like, if I was listening to music, he'd come in and be like, why, why are you listening to that? What do you like about that? And, that's um, cool. And then one of the things, you know, it is, this is either this is either amalgamation of his approach to music and my approach to music was sort of that he passed down to me was that everything deserve, deserves a listen. And I understand that that's, you know, like that's sort of controversial because people don't want to put time in the music they don't like. But he was always like it was kind of this thing of like, let's find the one thing in this song that you like. Yeah. Just Instead of yeah. listening to like, oh, it's fuck it, I don't like this music. Right. Screw that. I'm not going to listen to it. And I, and and I you know and I I do I still do that. I'll put something on and and I'll just go, wow, you know, I never thought I'd like heavy metal, but this tune is really cool. Right. You know? and, and so I've been and and he was sort of he was also anti genre and as I, I am too. Yeah. I find it. So anyway, it's it's all in it's all in yeah. But so that I mean that and I and that's again when when I was doing this list, I was like. There's so much music out there that I absolutely adore. Yeah. There's very little I hate, you know, like, the, you know, you know, it's funny. I was, this brings up memories. I was, <laughs> I was in Portugal and, and uh, it was a weird, we were being interviewed and then we ran into the guy, the reporter, reporter, the journalist uh-huh. um, again, after we had, you know, we were at the bar you know? <laughs> right. and I think, you know, some tune came on and so somehow, you know, and he did the thing that I, I sort of was mad about was like, he gave us all this time for interview. And then you kind of duped us by showing up at the bar and then sort of, you know, <laughs> you know, busted us in some way for our behavior. But, you know, some song came on and he was like, all right, you know, I hate that song. And he quotes me saying it. And I think it, you know, I think it was ABBA, ABBA, you know, ABBA uh-huh. at the time. But I seem to remember it was like a tune from Greece. And I was like, ah, oh, you know, like, right. I was just annoyed that it was on, you know, like, sure, right. that's the thing about Europe, too. When you when you're touring Europe and you put on the radio, <laughs> they play they play stuff like you ain't thought about in right. 30, 30 years. So like, oh, my God, you know, yeah, it's like going in a anyway. time machine or something. Yeah. So meditations, <laughs> meditations uh, is it would be the closest thing I could think to what people could experience that kind of that's cool bold melody, you know. Yeah, well, I I really love that idea of to like li- like everything is worth a listen. That because yeah. that that is very much part of sort of my practice and my like with Foxy Digitalis and my approach. It's I'm, yeah. you know, I, 
and I, I may not love it. I may only listen to it once and yeah. like find a thing and never listen to it again. But yeah. somebody, you know, somebody put their time into it, and somebody. You know, so it's like, yeah. well, I, I mean, uh, that's also again, you know, it leads in, it leads into life, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, because music is one of those things. There are people who are incredibly skilled and studied that make amazing music, and there are people who are incredibly skilled and studied who make horrible music. <laughs> yeah. And there are people. And there are people who aren't studied who just make amazing music or don't. But you know, I, I yeah. always feel like you know people judge. People can judge people's music based on what they think they know. You know about mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. But and I'm like, man, if you're like it's like it's like like the english language you know someone doesn't speak it properly or well or however you want to say it people dismiss what they're saying and i'm like that that's that's, you know that's not what we should be about you know it's not like just because someone doesn't communicate in the way you would prefer doesn't dismiss the value of what they have to say absolutely and it's the same for me with music you know i don't Mm -hmm. i don't you know there are people who are you know deeply involved in the pop music that you know doesn't I don't get it all, you know. I mean, I get it from the you know perspective sure. of together, but it doesn't move me, right? And um, and I think about it, and it's funny because you think about Stevie Wonder was was one of the top pop right. guys for many many years, and there's no flaw in that, you know. Right, <laughs> right. right, yeah. And there is, yeah. you know, it's like, and he puts real musicality and real technique into it, right. the whole thing, you know. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, no, that's great. I, 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 I really like that. And, and you picked you the integration. You picked the performance from the Bremen box or box set perform. I don't yeah. remember the album. Yeah, it's and, a fairly recent release, I think. Yeah, too. God, the yeah. lineup, the everyone who was playing on that with your with your dad. It's like holy crap! Like Eric Dolphy's on there, Clifford Jordan. It's like, whew. yeah. Yeah, no joke. And went, you know, and 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 it was funny because I went through all the different versions, and I was like, "Well, they're all pretty solid, mm-hmm. but that one just seemed to have a a thing to it." You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, so what's a song that makes you cry? Are you a big crier? I'm. I'm really not at all. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, I mean, there. I mean, and what I so what I did was like I went with what gave me emotion. Yeah, and I know when you're listening to this tune, which I assume you might have listened to. Yes, um, what God wants, part three, Roger Waters, which yeah. I know people are like what, but really, it's about a minute forty in that I really give a crap about it. It's <laughs> it's um, Jeff Beck's guitar solo. Oh yeah, Jeff Beck's guitar solo in there. He's singing. He I didn't think I realized singing. that was Jeff Beck. I, I yeah. think I heard this song once or twice in my life. I hadn't thought about yeah. it. And it's one I of the things I love about doing this is there's so many things get I get to I listen to beforehand that I oh my god, I hadn't thought about this in so long. And it just sends yeah. my that guitar solo. Yeah, that is I mean it's it's moving. That's the it way is. like he just takes like I mean Roger Waters is 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 you know, it's I don't I don't you know, I, I don't know what people really i his music is so dramatic you know yeah. like it really is and that album <laughs> yes. is like and it's a i i really like that album and there's a lot of stuff in it that's just fun from a from a hearing i love listening because yeah. in another tune he's got like you know quesara something about a new ferrari car and then <laughs> you literally hear a ferrara ferrari oh, go yeah. from left to right you know across the thing and he's like yes oh, you know, oh my gosh I it's love funny that. it's really yeah. funny stuff you know yeah i'm also yeah. one of those guys that listens to pink floyds and cracks up but yeah. 
it's well, funny music, you know. It is, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I I think that's that's to me that's the way to approach it because it's because yeah. it it is very dramatic and I I can I've known people who take it very seriously. It's like come yeah. on, let's have some fun with it. I love the Ferrari thing. I, well, I sometimes think you know people misunderstand like people put out music and then they take it so seriously and then a lot of the musicians are and the composers and they're just having fun <laughs> right you know? yeah. and you're like exploring something and you know and i think a lot of times that's well it's also you know one of those things we could talk about too <laughs> is that you know we're talking about stevie wonder at some point will we will mm -hmm. hit upon that yeah what an, i mean not only what an incredible you know songwriter but a great lyricist and yeah. and but somehow does not get the same kind of acknowledgement as like lou reed or leonard cohen yeah you know for because oh you know i'm I, I, and i will say like i i i won't i'm not necessarily leonard cohen doesn't do much for me he's written some great songs but you know mm -hmm. I, it's not like i don't i don't find depth in there yeah that other people find sure. and that's fine right. you know that's the right. thing is we're allowed to do that but man stevie's got some lyrics in there that i'm like wow you know on par <laughs> if not better yeah. You know, and, and Lou Reed and, you know, I knew Lou, he was a great guy and really supportive of what I do. Um, but when they took his lyrics and put them out in his poetry, I was like, that's not like, I think if yeah. Lou sat down and wrote poetry, which I'm sure he did, It'd that be would blow your mind. But, yeah. I mean, in fact, the, the book that they did, it made me a little nuts because at some point they kind of gave up and started putting <laughs> the type in swirls and making it move oh. on the page. And I was like, you know. Yeah, you've... Um, you know, but, but funny enough with Lou, I once did a, one of those Hal Wilner projects and uh -huh. uh, I did, it was Neil Young. We were actually up in Canada to do it for the Olympics, I think, or something crazy. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, I am. A, I am an artistic uh, Olympiad. Anyway, uh, anyway um, I, I did one. I did um it was at the turnstiles. I think it's a, uh, uh, yeah, it's a Neil Young tune, but with uh, Buffalo Springfield. And uh, yeah. so I, I read it like a poem, you know, I just mm -hmm. went out, I had the band, I played beneath me and I read it and Lou came over and was like, man, that was great. And I said, I want to do that. I want to do that with your lyrics, man. Cause you know, yeah. that was fun. So I, I never got to do it. I hope to, I hope to do it at some point. I hope to do it, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, so that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I always feel like in some way and I, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to start I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I could get into it. I mean, I go, okay, well, there are a lot of African-American performers and writers that don't get the credit. Absolutely. Because I'm, it's not expected that they'll be deep. And that's, right. you know, that's, that's the, that's the, the racial rub to it. And it's weird to me. And I don't, yeah. you know, and, and, and that was kind of the problem. Uh, I'm going to be talking about my dad a lot because such an influence, <laughs> you know, which is funny because I normally don't, but that was also one of the things is that even if he was getting good reviews, they didn't seem to like really acknowledge the fact that he knew his shit. Right. You know, like that, yeah. and like studied it and like, you know, didn't, you know, it was, he wasn't slacking. Yeah. And in fact, I've seen other, you know, they sort of like, Oh, you know, he didn't have the education. He didn't have this. And I'm like, no, but he, he did get it. Right. You know, what do you expect from LA public school? You know, like yeah. when you're starting, out, you, you know, especially back right. then, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, um, then anyway, yeah. So if we keep going, we'll maybe get another tune in and we'll be done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So on the flip side here, what's the song that puts you in a good mood? Well, this is one of those tunes that has multiple applications. Okay. Atlantic, okay. Atlantic City by the band, which you know is the you Springsteen know, uh, song. Yeah. Springsteen song. But, but the band, 
the version by the band is just my favorite. In fact, what it is for me, it's my reference tune. When, oh. I, when I go into a studio and I want to get a sense of how the studio sounds yeah. and speaker system, that's what I play. So I listen to that tune often. Um, and wow. I absolutely love it. To this day, that's... I absolutely love it because it's the one I know. When I set up my studio, I play it and, and I tweak everything until I get it to sound where I that's want it to sound. Oh, that's fantastic. I also, you know, I also was really fortunate that um, I used to work with um, Hubert Sumlin, who was Helen Wolf's guitarist. Oh, I was wow. his, I was a singer on occasion, and um, he got a gig up at uh, Levon Helm's barn, you know, up in Woodstock, where uh -huh. he's, you know, they have these big live concerts, yep. and I sang there, and I met oh, Levon. And Levon was such a kind and encouraging and generous man, and you know, I got to sing a verse on the weight with him, oh, you, know, so I, you know, and then he just <laughs> he came to me and said, anytime you want to come, come. So wow. I, I, you know, practically every weekend I, you could find me at the barn and, you know, you know, singing, you know, back up with Levon or just listening. And I had loads of friends in the band and, you know, Stephen Bernstein and Eric Lauren, all these, the horn yeah. players. Um, so, um, so on top of that, and, and funny enough, I got to work with Garth Hudson on occasion too. So just, you know, and I used to see them when I was a kid, cause we lived up in that area, the band, uh -huh. you know, the, Right. Bobby Robertson wasn't there anymore, but um, there was such a presence. I saw them play a few times, you know, uh, the band Sons, Robbie, a few times when I was very young. And, and then uh, I got to see, uh, they they did the um, the Last Waltz. They, it was at the theater in Woodstock when I was a kid. We went and saw that. And I mean, I was oh, very wild. enamored with Levon, you know. I, and yeah. Levon was a really fascinating man, you know, I just... Uh, and brilliant and <laughs> just naturally naturally so you know and, right and i you know i i can't say enough how much he influenced me but that song sticks with me because one is it's you know it is the one that's i actually gave you two from the band and they yeah. both sort of fit too because um when we well, you'll ask me that later but okay. you know it's it, they they it hits the mark on a lot it's the one tune i probably listen to a lot over and over again yeah, and I, and I would I will tell you that I, there were times I'm on a drive and I can't find something to listen to, and I will put just put that song on lip loop for yeah. like hours. <laughs> it's a great. Oh, it's it, it's this is another one I hadn't I hadn't thought about it in a minute. I like I think more of the Springsteen version just because of you know whatever life. But every time I do hear this one, I remember like like oh no man this is the version. This is the one, like, I, I, like, I like this. And Bruce's, Bruce's version yeah. is stunning, you know, and, and yeah. it, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, you know, I don't, did I put any Springsteen in here? I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, that one, I mean, I got to tell you, for a brief time, we lived in New Jersey and uh, I was, I remember driving from New York City back into New Jersey and a oh, Springsteen 2 came on and I was the closest, <laughs> that was the closest to tears I had come like I've I'm home, you know, like Jersey. Yeah. Jersey oh, really man. Suited me, you know? But I will say I had the other thing when, when I was driving in Ireland and listening to you too. So I can emotion <laughs> I guess I can, I get emotional yeah. with locations. <laughs> if the tune is a tune and location hey, line up, then that that'll be fine. Hey, the power of place. That is it. <laughs> it is. Well, when you see the place where something's inspired, though Absolutely. You know, I mean I will I will say like uh the, the the Springsteen has been very interesting to me because when he kind of kind of like came out as a fraud, you know, he said that he's like, well, I basically stole my father's life, 
and made a career out of the working class because he wasn't. He started yeah. playing music when he was like 17 and never stopped and made loads of money, you know. Right. <laughs> so, but, but we hold him up as like the working class, working class guy, yeah. you know. And then as he started, you know, I'm in therapy, I'm doing all this stuff. Right. And you're like, no, you kind of took it out from under me. <laughs> I, I can't listen to you like I used to. Right. You know? um, but, you know, I'm an incredible craftsman, you know, and, yeah. and, and the East Street band just knows oh. how to, they know what he wants, you know, I mean, it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's a thing, you know? It is, yeah. So <laughs> what is objectively <laughs> the best song of all time? You know what's funny about this one? Yeah. Um, I was surprised that I chose it. Okay. And I know that sounds funny, but yeah. when I was going through like the tunes that really inspired me or moved me or that uh -huh. I felt was really something, I came up with My City Was Gone by The Pretender. Oh, wow. Is that, that is on there, right? I did have that in there. Um, I don't think it is, but I do that song. That's That's a great pick. Wow, that's weird. So I don't want me to be at the wrong page. Oh well, you know, <laughs> it'll it'll we'll get there in the end. Um, no, that's a really oh, you know what I did? It's water. I think I ended up choosing Waterloo Sunset. Oh well, that's another great pick. Well, there right. you go. I mean, I think you can it, have both I think, of them. <laughs> I think I think it, I think it was a tie between the two. I mean, one of the things that I think people don't get, or I've never been asked, but like, um, Chrissy Hine is a huge influence on me. You know, really? there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, she's an incredible songwriter. I mean, yeah. And, and Ray Davis of the Kings. Right. Right. Who, that's actually how you pronounce it. But Davies is what we call him here. Um, <laughs> he, you know, I mean, I think they had, I think they had some kind of thing, but he even, you know, he really touts. She's an incredible songwriter. Yeah. And so is he. I mean, you know, and um, I knew, uh, I know, I, well, I, I, I knew Ray a bit. <laughs> I knew Ray a little bit, but, um, yeah, so yeah, well, I guess it would be a tie between Waterloo Sunset and My City Was Gone, but I, I also love that one, uh, My City Was Gone, because I, I guess maybe in my head that was probably the one I should have chose. But uh, <laughs> I get it. Like, there's some of these where for me, it's the same for me. It's like, ah, there's just the, there's two. It's like 1A, 1B. It's hard to. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and actually, the reality is, again, I could give you a ton of tunes, you know, because there could have been one from Stevie that's just. Yeah on there or, and i and i really like the ojs growing up and you know there's so oh, much and, and i was also trying looking at it going well you know i you know there are a lot of women that influenced me that i tend not i don't know why you know like bessie smith and you know like the, all these incredible artists and then i just was that was spinning around in my head too you know and then yep <laughs> it's it, it, sometimes i want to connect to the music without thinking about who's singing it either mm -hmm. well um let's this this one is always a bit fun i think what's a song that you used to love but now you find it a bit cringeworthy that it's not so oh, great well that's the springsteen secret garden oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> i for some reason you know i did it when i was driving because i'm in new mexico now and mm -hmm. i was going to north carolina i you know i i drove you know and right I did a lot of listening and I took that, I did it purposely. I love, first of all, I love driving. It's, it's, it's a creative space for me. Um, cause it really, you're kind of, you can just yeah. focus on the driving and I, mm -hmm. and I play a lot of music and, you know, and I like Springsteen. I mean, he's written so much stuff and then right. for some reason, secret garden came up and it just creeped me right out. <laughs> like it, I was like, what? <laughs> you know, 
I she let you in her house. You know, like, it's, just, like, it's it, it. There's something. There's, there's like, something. Yeah, there. Yeah, is. there's something kind of wrong. <laughs> you know, he has those moments every so often where he like, I think of, like, I, I, I have, I'm like conflicted with. Like, I really love like the song, like I'm on fire. But oh, yeah. there's something creepy about the "Hey, little girl, is your daddy home?" It's oh, like, yeah. well, that's another, that's another one. <laughs> like you go, well, yeah. Sometimes you listen to like you know, and it's true. And and the thing is too, there's tunes that I'm sure that I listen to. You know, Jesus, I'm 59 now. <laughs> you know, so there are tunes that I grew up with that, like, you know, oh. I, well, you know, I was thinking about. It. I remember being on the train and and there's this kid headphones on and he's clearly listening to a rap tune and he is spouting some really, you know, like yeah. Really, let's say risque stuff out loud you know every on the every on the train could hear him and i was like man does he even know what he's saying like because all the women right. were like oh you know right <laughs> you know yeah. right yeah but I, uh, I actually you know what that can happen i will when i was in high school they sort of they decided they wanted me to be part of this barbershop quartet thing wow. you know uh-huh. and i was all right you know it's vocals and i remember halfway through the song the line was "Lay your kinky woolly head upon your mammy's breast" was the line that was in the song, and I just stopped dead. And I went, "Huh?" Uh-huh. And I looked at the music, and I said, "I can't do this." And I'm like, "Why?" I said, "It's it's one of those racist songs, yeah. like the 19 whatever it is." Right. You know? Yeah. And they were not like they were like, "But it's not." And I'm like, "It, it is. It is. <laughs> it is." Um. You know, I went to predominantly white school, you know, so I was I was the oddity. Right. But anyway, uh yeah, so that can happen. You can sometimes really get into a tune and then click you and go, Oh. Yeah, it's like you get you these know. blinders on or something, you don't yeah. really and it take and then you have that moment where it clicks and you're like, Oh, geez. Okay. Yeah. 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 So um, I mean, you know, Spr- Springsteen's taking a bit of a hit, but he's got some stuff that I absolutely love and has yeah. more of it than stuff that's right. triggered that, you know. Yeah, well, and anytime you know you've been around that long and done that much stuff, it's not all going to be gold. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, well, what's the, on the kind of flip side of that? What is the song that most people hate or don't like, but you love it? Well, this is see now. This is one of those ones I'm like. Well, it depends on who the people yeah, are around, absolutely. right? Really. And when I thought about the one record that I absolutely loved and couldn't understand why nobody else loved it. You got to remember this is when this record came out, people were not happy with it. And it's, it's Miles Davis, uh, mm. man with the horn backseat. Betty was the one I chose. Yeah. Um, people were like, it, he was getting canned and it, it, and, and it was, I was like, this is a great record. You know, oh, I don't yeah. care. What anybody says. And I mean, now, now people, people have it, come around, I think. Yeah. To and, late, and that late, had a lot of that too. Yeah. Like people forget that about a lot of artists. You know, they were breaking boundaries and Miles is oh, yeah. one. I mean, Miles was so ahead of his time. Yeah. It was just people eventually yeah. caught up. Well, they I don't even know if people are caught up with him yet, but you know, like yeah. but I actually yeah. I absolutely love that record. And that's it was a great also, answer. It was also when I had started really diving into playing bass and guitar and all the instruments. And so I was playing along with these with that record. You know, I was like I was really trying to learn the different things going on and the mm-hmm. concepts. And so to me, you know, it's one it it's it's you know, I, I, you know, I'm going to be, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I actually <laughs> prefer some of the later mile stuff than I do the, you know, uh, his pop stuff from the early days, you know, like, you know, that's, it's, that's what it was, you know, that's like, he was always, 
he was always popular and he was yeah. in the pop, on the pop charts. And people forget that too, because my dad, some of his stuff in the 50s was being played on the same as the fi- other 50s music. It wasn't, you know, there wasn't a jazz. Right. Set, right, right, right. You know? No, I mean, it's fun. Like when I, it was late teen years is when I first started listening to and getting into jazz. And when I, at first, like later period miles, I just didn't get it. And, and now, I mean, yeah, I'm, that's the stuff I go to. I, yeah. I mean, I, I love like this record. I love this record. It's so, yeah. and it's so, it's, it's so, it's still like so weird. And it's like yeah. the things it's in such cool and interesting ways that, yeah. I mean, this was made in like what the eighties and yeah. people still I think it's 82 or 83. Yeah. Like, it's, somewhere, it's like know, early. Yeah. yeah. And, and if it came out now, people would probably be going like, what is going on? Like, yeah. Well, you know, it's it's always it's you know they do the same with Coltrane. You know, they really, you know, favorite things. They wanted to be that, right? And then sort of, you know, and then sort of dismiss where he was going. And I'm like, well, that's where he was headed. Why not own that? Yeah. Same with Miles. You know, and, and the latter stuff. You know, my yeah. I think my father, had he not, you know, gotten sick, would have really, you know, embraced <laughs> so much more technology. You know, he really. I mean the. the the one album that he did that in a way in the end it didn't come out the way i think he would have liked or you know because he had always said to like uh, to the erdogans at atlantic that like you know he was on the same level label as led zeppelin let's get that clear and (laughs) and jazz and jazz always had this thing of like you get this much money and you have to get it done in the two days at most if you're lucky you got a day you know two days yeah and so he'd have to, you know, they would rehearse at home. You know, the big band was in the house. I mean, in fact, the tune Eat That Chicken was inspired because my mom was cooking chicken for the band while they were rehearsing for that record. Um, oh, yeah, incredible. I think it was. And so that came from that. But anyway, when when Let My Children Who Music came around, basically that was Atlantic saying, OK, Charles, we'll give you, you know, two weeks in the studio, you know, more like Zeppelin, Zeppelin would yeah. get like here in the Months. studio. Yeah, right here. Dollars or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah. And, and my dad was like, why, why don't you do that with jazz? Said, well, jazz doesn't make that kind of money. I said, well, maybe it would if you put that money into it <laughs> instead of, you know, instead of sending us to that place in New Jersey that killed yeah. my bass sound, as my father would say. <laughs> Ruby Van Gilder. <laughs> um, which is another one, because again, you know, like I don't get it. I I yeah. know, and 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 when you say you don't get the Rudy Van Gelder sound, people will think somehow you're not. Mr. I know everything about jazz. Right. And I'm like, no, but what you did is you, like my dad did it. He lost his bass. He, he killed his bass sound. And almost anything I've heard recorded there, the mm-hmm. bass players don't get no love. Yep. You know, and that's, and that's it. I don't know, you know, and yeah. And the only thing that make those records great are the people fucking playing the music. Right. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's the whole point. It. It's like John Coltrane is playing. That's what makes a great record. I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, like, cause I can listen to old scratchy records of Charlie oh. Parker and it roars, you know, like, yeah. and, and there was no bass on it. You know, like there was the technology wasn't there, but I'm, right. you know, I, I, but you know, all blessings to Rudy and his whole thing, you know, <laughs> does what he did, what he did, but good Lord, you know, like I, and I, you know, whatever I, I own it, you know, I'm whatever. I don't, you know, I know records I like and, yeah. you know, and, and, and jazz should have progressed in the same way. So that's what let my children do music was yes. like, it was sort of this, this yeah. moment where he was like, okay. And he was apparently like, he, I was there, I was on these sessions. He was like trying to put in like samples of Charlie Parker's saxophone. He's trying oh to do all this stuff. We yeah. were running around those recordings. And unfortunately, I think they just basically, you know, cut it down and made it into a jazz record and didn't right. really 
you know, you know, he, but he didn't, you know, he, like he said, he wasn't a jazz. He wasn't, he said, what actually the quote was the minute they started calling me a jazz musician, I stopped making money. <laughs> so man, that's anyway, amazing. I should let you get back to your questions. Cause otherwise, hey, no, this otherwise is... I'll have all the jazzers hating me. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna. I'll, I'll, I'll prepare you for when this is going to go out so you can, <laughs> yeah. you can get a... Hey man, I am. I got my own opinions. Everybody else does. That's the whole exactly. point. That's it's the whole point. I don't hey, have to that's... believe like you believe. Just... Exactly. A hundred percent. So, um, I, I feel like I know what the answer to this is, but I'm going to see if I'm right. What's the most romantic song? Knocks me off my feet. Oh my God. Anyone, I, right? Yeah. No. I, whenever I saw this, I was like, oh man, nobody's ever going to have a better pick. <laughs> like that is <laughs> what a song. And then and funny enough, not, not a hard one for me to just immediately go, you know, like, yeah. I was, like that was it. And I, and yeah. I, again, I had done this drive and I just decided, you know, it's said, I yelled at Siri to play me, you know, Stevie wonder. And it just, you know, and it popped up and I went, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I, I wanted to reconnect with Stevie's music because I was really into it when I was young, you know, mm-hmm. and, and spent a lot of time, you know, not it, a, apart from it. And I just wanted to dive in and because and, some music you go back to and it's not what it was, you yep. know, and yep. and, uh, and for me, that's the Beatles. And I, you know, and all due respect, yeah. to their legacy and everything. But I, you know, I, I knew everything. I knew all the harmonies. I did like, I was right. such a big Beatle head when I was, and they were still kind of around when I was, you know, I was six right. or seven when I was really into them. And then, uh, kind of, you know, every once in a while I'll pull out rubber soul or uh, revolver and I still yeah. get, I like those records, you know, but, uh, right. but it's uh, not the same. It's, it's not the same. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. do it. Stevie wonder man. Holy smokes, you know, brings me right back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, my I, my love and appreciation of Stevie just has grown like like the older I get and the more I don't know it just he just gets better and better and yeah. he's one of those artists that to me I you know you think of like why he should be held in the highest regard of anybody ever like he is yeah. that good and, and in some circles he is you know and that's, yeah, I mean, that's also that's, the, that's also the funny thing of of <laughs> right. of of the world is that you know you know there are people held in the upper echelons, you know, in their yeah. crowd, you know, like, you know, right. I, I mean, I mean, country music, I didn't, I know, well, it's funny. Uh, I know very little of, you know, or I should mm-hmm. say, I know a lot of from back in the day when yeah. music was, there was country music and there was Western music and then there was country Western, but whatever. Right. <laughs> but, um, and I, and absolutely adore a lot of that stuff. And, uh, yeah. and there's some great songwriting in there and it's never stopped. And, you know, Willie Nelson, stunning oh. songwriter. Again, could have been on this list in any yeah. given way. But I have no idea who the top person is in that genre now. And I have no idea, like, I have no idea what that music is like because it's not my circle. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, um, what is a song that changed your perspective on an artist? This was the Gary Clark Jr. one, This Land. Ah. And, and, and it's not, and, and what had happened was, you know, I didn't really, I hadn't really heard his music to be fair to, to be fair to him. I'm not mm-hmm. saying all of a sudden this record changed. Right. My sure. What had happened was, I guess I'd only seen him as like a guest at the White House performing the blues with Mick Jagger. It was sort of these weird yeah. little cameos. And, mm-hmm. and he's clearly a really good guitarist. Right. <laughs> but I didn't get a sense of him as a songwriter. But this tune, this land, when I, when it came out, I was like, wow i mean what he's saying is huge mm-hmm. what what he's commenting on is huge the the emotion of it is really intense and i just 
he got my respect like that. It's uh, it's fu- it's funny you say that because I had never heard this before, and oh. so I just had this experience. <laughs> like, well, when I put it on, I was just like, "Oh," because I had the same impression, and yeah, it 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 just it it I I was I was standing in the kitchen literally, and I I had to sit down. I was like, "Oh my god, this is it." Yeah. Kind of knocks you over. Yeah, I mean, also, I believe it sort of coincided with some, you know, yeah with some stuff too when it came out and i just but you know what's amazing is that i have i am a nephew and oddly i think he might be older than me you know one of those weird <laughs> right yep <laughs> we had only we don't really we never met each other in person so we mm-hmm. were sort of met on on uh social media and he and i were both like i was like Have you check this out he's like <laughs> you know like and, and i and and i and then when you go back and listen to gary's stuff there's a lot of that in there already. I just didn't know, you know, like yeah. I just, like I said, I just kept seeing in these sort of promotionally, you know, things. Right, right. So it was intense, you know? And, yeah, no, uh, that's the thing I got. I, I had this thought when it, I was like, okay, I was like, when I got some time, I got to, I got to dig, go back in and listen to more of his stuff. Cause this song is just incredible. So I'm so glad you picked it. Cause it, yeah. Exposed yeah, me to something. Yeah, nice. I'm glad because I yeah, and then and then I and then the only thing that really bothers me about that record is mm-hmm. I don't think I heard anything from him since. Oh man, you know what I like? Do <laughs> yeah. you get what I'm saying? Like I don't know what happened there, but I mean it's also I'm not necessarily on the on the cusp of what's happening these days. <laughs> so I don't, you know, it's entirely possible that man's having a great career and has more records. I just you know right. <laughs> um, what are what are your favorite lyrics? Like either either a lyric in a song or a song itself well it's funny did i did i put we small hours on there on that list uh i don't think so oh um, what did i do i have to um, i don't know what i sent you a, but for some reason i it's blank on one of my pages and then in and then the on, hours <laughs> um you know prefer, preferably sung by ella fitzgerald yeah oh i absolutely adore uh you know sinatra's version of it as well and i am a i i i really do as with Miles Davis, really like um, uh, Sinatra's phrasing. You know, uh, yeah. he's always he's got this mm-hmm. subtle behind the beat thing that just you know you yep. sing along with him and you're and you're gonna sing right when you think he's gonna sing and he's right. Behind you, you know, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know. I guess somehow I got my list confused. So I apologize. Oh, no worries. That's a call that's... the email I sent you to find out what I <laughs> what I put in there, which oh. might be this, which might be the smarter move. You know, uh, I mean, we small hours is a great. That's that's a that's a fantastic song, uh, yeah. and I love the Ella Fitzgerald version. Yeah, she's amazing. That's, that's the she, one she, I think about the, too. She, yeah, she does the like the. The intro verses and stuff. The man, the man, the king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, you know, I think I just left it off, and that was what I intend. I just, okay. I just yeah. love that. That's, I just love the lyrics, the craft of those yes. lyrics. That, that's old school writing stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, but I, I will say that there's, you know, who I think is in that. People, people now be upset with me, but that's the classic, <laughs> you know, American songwriter. You know, I don't even know who wrote it to be perfectly honest, but it's the old yeah. school songwriters. You know that. Mm-hmm. And I do really feel that Nick Cave is more in line with that kind of songwriting than he is with like the dark hand or whatever the hell, you know, like the dark man. Yeah. Oh, because he's like, he really is just like the old school songwriter. 
it's funny we doesn't so dismiss I, anything. He's got a great I mean he writes great tunes. Yeah, well, and it's funny. I so I recorded another episode of this yesterday with somebody and and we talked about a Nick Cave song and the one that she picked to me, it, it reminded me like just speaking of him being this great writer of, it's like, if you sent me those lyrics and we're like, this is some old English poetry from the, you know, thousand years ago, I would have been like, yeah, that tracks like it. He's got that. Yeah. He, yeah, it's totally agree. But, um, but yeah, we small hours, the, it's one of those things. It's like they, they don't. They don't. They don't make them like they used to. I, I don't ever be one of those people because I'm not one of those people. But there's yeah. something about the way that, like you said, that like classic American songwriting from the, you know, it's a yeah. thing. Yeah, it is. It's it's a, it's it's that real craft, you know. But it's yeah. you know, you know, it's one of the it, it, yeah. It, so anyway, I have a, again multiple answers for different things because the other one I almost did, but I couldn't remember the name of the song. That was the problem. <laughs> Was Dave Davies or Davis of the Kinks, the guitar player, you know, who's, you know, responsible right. pretty much for distortion, as far as I understand. Right. Uh, and he wrote a few songs for the Kinks that lyrically are just really good. Like, you know, I just couldn't oh. remember that. that right. Like, Which... I, I just could not remember that. I, I was searching for the tune and I couldn't remember because it was like, you know, your friends are everywhere and underway. Yeah. Like, this is really great. Like, you know, twist the words. And I, I just feel like he was overshadowed. He is overshadowed yeah. by his brother as a songwriter, but you know, he was um, great too. Yeah. Anyone who watched the Sopranos and heard that, uh, uh, he, there's one of his tunes and, 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 uh, in, uh, in it, that's, you go, Oh yeah, that's a good tune. Yeah. Again, I blanked out on it. Um, but he's, <laughs> he's up there with a, with a good songwriter as well. And so stay, I mean, there's so yeah. many, right. You know, but, yeah. But We Small yeah. Hours is just one of those songs that always hits me, you know, when I, mm-hmm. you know, I'll, I, you and mean. I'll sing it. I'll never do it publicly, but right. <laughs> if it comes on and I'm at home yeah. or I'm in the I mean, car, maybe, I'll, maybe, I'll, maybe yeah. I will do worse. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe we'll see. But, that could uh, be interesting. Hey. I mean, I, you know, that's the uh, people don't, you know, when you, when you do sort of, uh, you know, I guess my career is kind of all over the place really because I do straight on improvise sometimes do noise and some stars right. you know do some jazz stuff i mean i don't consider myself a jazz musician but i have an absolute knowledge of it and love of yeah. it <laughs> and 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 can talk about it for hours and you know and and i was a new york kid so i went to go see elvin jones and i went to right. go see, i got to see you know all these amazing yeah. saxophone players you know and yeah. uh, and and so that's a huge part of of what i you know of of the makeup of who i am you know yeah but in a wee small hours is just an incredible incredible tune yeah incredible well okay moving on we're, we're gonna go to the the you pick them section here which the first one is so what's the song you can listen to the most which is which, atlantic city atlantic okay. city obviously yeah which yeah, we know which, that story yeah. um which again i think is a great answer and so the next one i'm i already know the answer to this one too what's a cover song that's better than the original well, that's true. It could be Atlantic City. Oh, is that not the? It could, well, it is. It could oh, yeah. be Atlantic City, City, but I didn't want to really damage you, okay. so I chose when I paint my masterpiece oh, okay. by Bob Dylan, but being played yes. by the band. Yes, there you go. And, and I and I really love I really I really love that rendition because also, um, Levon put a bit of himself in it because he's you know he adds the words <laughs> sailed around the world in my dirty gondola. Oh, to be back in the land of Coca Cola. Yeah, <laughs> and if you knew if you knew Levon, 
Coca-Cola was his his thing, man. He always had cold bottle, you know, the small glass bottles of Coca-Cola in his house, you know, and it was great when he, he said, you want a Coca-Cola? Yeah, he'd come get you one. He'd pop the top <laughs> off. And, oh, so, it. but I'm very fond of that version, you know, and you yeah. Know, and I love, you know, and Bob Dylan's one of those guys I didn't really get when I was younger, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and then a good friend of mine, uh, the, the music journalist, Gene Santoro, and I, you know, sat and he was like, let me learn you something, you know. So I was <laughs> like, all right, you know, I mean, I, I could, you know, and not to say I, you know, there's a lot of songs of his that I knew and, you know, sure. and understood, but like, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to go home and listen to Bob Dylan. It wasn't, he was not the voice of my generation. Right. And, and that's true, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. But, uh, you know, when he started doing jazz standards, I was like, perhaps you and I should have a chat. <laughs> but, you know, um, yeah, I, I, it's a great tune, but I always felt like the band just had the, their version of it is fucking amazing. You know, just, it really is, you know. Yeah. Dylan has that thing where, he, you know, I mean, I always think of like All Along the Watchtower. It's like, yeah, that's a Hendrix song. Come on. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Well, I, I, that was, I debated that one, but then I was yeah. like, no, I, yeah, I, um, but you know, and, and but then you got to say, you know, Dylan has a way of making it. He tells it in his story and his yeah, voice, yeah. you know, and there are a lot of Dylan, Bob Dylan tunes that I really like too. Don't, you know, I'm not, sure. I'm not just singing him at all. Like, right. But when I paint my masterpiece by the band is a fucking masterpiece. It, is. <laughs> it really is. And I think they, you know, because the Atlantic city, I think was done after, um, Robbie Robertson had left and then. That one, I think he's, he's still, he's I think there. he's, he's on yeah. there. Um, and, um, I, you know, there was always this story about Levon and, 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 uh, Robbie not getting along. I don't know anything about it. I never met Robbie, but I absolutely loved, uh, a lot of his solo stuff too. You know, yeah. the scores he did with Scorsese. So I got a lot of respect for him. I don't, I can't say I understand the, the inner workings of the band, you know, but right. it, it seemed, it seemed, a bit intense but uh yeah i i just i i love the band as the band and what they did and what they brought to music i you know yeah it's, it's amazing yeah well <clears throat> what is the best hype song well that's the funny thing <laughs> i was like what exactly is a hype song but well, yeah i felt like haitian fight song is just yeah. one that gets you ready to go it that, does. Like, like you know and it and it's funny because it's uh you know, it it's kind of come back because uh, um, Coinbase did a commercial and they used Haitian ah, fight song. So it was I, it was kind of fun. You know, um, people I've had people go, "Wow, you know, why that's kind of messed up." And I was like, "Well, you know, one thing people may not know about my dad is he liked to get paid." <laughs> so I, you know, I, I, you know, there's a lot of talk about oh, selling out and all this stuff. I'll be honest, right. no one's really said it to me. There was a little mumblings, but I'm like, sure. you know, I, you know, it, it's, it, it did what it did. But anyway, but what's nice about it is it made people listen. And now more people are listening to Charles Mingus that, than they were a year ago. Yeah. You know, because of that tune. And, and to me, that's the driving force. If you want to keep the spirit alive, to maybe be a little more open to that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it gets the, it gets it in front of people who, wouldn't hear it otherwise and doesn't well, they wouldn't hear it in a way because they're yeah. like people keep saying like oh man you know my kid doesn't listen to radio at all like yeah they don't and yeah. most of the i mean shoot people are doing video game music for concerts now yeah you know like because that, that's where they're hearing music you know yeah i mean that's my my so my, my daughter is 10 and and 
that's she play there's this one video game she plays and like the soundtrack to it is her favorite music and it's really nice it's like this kind of ambient like keyboardy stuff i think it's but that's how you know i heard her playing one day it's like what is this she's like oh it's from this game like, yeah that's cool you know yeah Where, well you know you get your music from where you get your music exactly. is that, you know there, a lot of things in the industry change you know when video yep. games all of a sudden kids were spending their money on the video games than on music yeah. You know, where I couldn't, you know, you couldn't stop me from running out and buying the next record or, you know, right. music and well, stuff. and you kids know. have like the, you know, half of recorded history in their pocket for. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that, I mean, that's it, a, whole, yeah. a whole other yeah. thing, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, and I, and I certainly love, you know, Oh, I remember that tune and like just trying to put a sketch of it into the search thing and then. Yeah. Finding right. <laughs> um, it's, it, you know, it's it's a drag that everybody demands so much free content because then it's really hard right. to make a living doing it, and then the quality of that free content really drops. Yep, um, yep. It's the same. Like boy, when you try to read a news article, it's so poorly written. Oh, I, yeah. I sometimes just go, "Wow, this is from who?" Right. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, was... even from places you would ex you wouldn't expect it for. It's like, uh, yeah. But it's yeah, the world we live in right now. Yeah. Um, I don't. Unfortunately, I don't see it changing. I just no. I don't. We're gonna, we're gonna have to adapt. Yeah, in the 102 yeah. degree daily weather. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, we're in the home stretch here. So, what is the song that means the most to you? And it's not necessarily because of the song itself, but it like you associate with a person or an experience or you know something like that. Well, you know what? It is Atlantic City, <laughs> and and I'm sorry. You know. No, that's fine. Like, oh, you know what it is? I I put Louis Armstrong's "Sunny Side of the Street" in there, and for the life of me, don't remember where that was supposed to go. Oh, well. and it's entirely possible that I decided that that was the tune for my favorite. That's crazy. So I think it is Sunny Side of the Street by Louis Armstrong. I apologize. I think no. I, last minute I decided that that song has always been one of my favorite sort of it's in my head when I'm walking on the sunny side of the street, for sure. You know, when I when I'm in New York and. Um, and really. I would say it's not Louis Armstrong's version specifically. I would say it's just, it was a song that like um, reminds me of my dad who was incredibly silly and did not take everything as seriously. That would be a fact people didn't understand, but we <laughs> laughed a lot. And I, and I, and I'll tell you this, man, you know, people always go, Oh, it was like being Charles Mingus son, which is, if I asked you, what's it like being the son to your father, right. that could be a really complicated answer. Yeah, you know, I don't for know sure. you, I don't know relationship but like people seem to think that it's something that i can be like oh well right. you know. just and, because he's charles mingus there's yeah, this and, is, and, yeah. And, and and that and and the, and the messed up thing about that is like the sort of charles mingus that's been remembered is really sort of somewhat um distorted i mean partly by him he you know he 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 rarely answered the question the same twice <laughs> you know he liked messing around <laughs> with interviewers and you know in fact i always tell this story because you know he's married a few times and um <laughs> And to every wife, he told them he was a, a different racial makeup. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so he would say, you know, to my mom, I'm, you know, I'm German royalty and this, that, and the other thing, and <laughs> Swedish royalty, the other wife, and all this stuff, you know. Um, and and in some way, like that, to me, it was like, well, because that shit don't matter, you know, like really right. to him. And, yeah. and to our family, it kind of didn't, because, you know, we were outcasts from the family. So why mm -hmm. would we care? if we were right. 
if the Mingus family is a German name and they're from Germany and they were the wealthy family that first settled in the Smoky Mountains, um, terrible history because, of course, the Cherokee were already there. And yeah. um, uh, and then, of course, all those people that lived in that place got chased out to become a national park for the, you know, the leisure class. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. But uh, but Sonny, so, you know, my dad, you know, he he loved all these sort of silly songs, you know. He particularly loved, you know, like the 1920s sort of white versions of black songs, which he thought was hilarious. You know, the you really? know, Mississippi Mud or Dark Town Strutter's Ball. He just, uh, you know, they make him crack up, you know. Oh, man. You know, which would be like the equivalent of liking, you know, the 50 songs that were covered by the white guys, you know, as opposed right. to just right. sort of like, because they're just so wrong, you know. But, um, sunny side of the street just always it's just it's a beautiful melody it it's sort of it's 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 a lovely thought too you know on the sunny yeah, side it oh, is street people i never noticed earthly because someone's so in love that they're like you know the the the, the world the world seems brighter and you know that when you're a teen man when you first oh man like you know when you first feel those feelings you know and i and i and i hope that we always continue to get those feelings you know but but, but yep. when that that song means a lot to me just because it's a connection to sort of my father music legacy jazz legacy it's all sort of all tied in you know yeah, right and, then, and that sweet moment in time where you know jazz was the popular music yeah you know? right and and, and, and the they were the ones get they were the ones get the studio time <laughs> Yeah, of course, then studio time was still not right. enough to do, right. you know, <laughs> you know um, and then, and also I, I chose Louis Armstrong because Louis, Louis Armstrong took a lot of shit for a long time, you know, yep. you know, um, and wrong, you know, and wrong, you know, you can't, you know, what he did for jazz was huge, but, you know, yeah. the later years where he was in movies and sort of became a character, he was made a caricature of himself. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I don't, you know, that wasn't the man he was, but you know, he had a lot to say. And I think if people stop and listen to where he came from and what he does, you know, it, it, they get, get a lot from it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, that's a, that's a great song. So is that your favorite song too? Or is that, is that, I don't, oh, I, again, I think it know. kind of folds into, but I, I feel like that's a really great song to end on. So I, yeah. I, I mean, I, I have, there are so many. Oh, I know. I mean, I can ask so you next week songs. and you'll probably have yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, there's so many answer. songs, especially that era, you know, that ilk yes. of, uh, that are just amazing. And 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 I have to say, like, I'll confess here's something you may not know. But one of my one of my influences would be Fred Astaire as a singer. Oh, you know, because really? he, in fact, you know, he introduced most of those songs because they were in the musicals. You know, like the, yeah. The, he was the predecessor to that. I mean, there's some great records with him. It was Oscar Peterson or Peterson. I can't remember which one it is. Um, where you know, he's, you know, he's, he's doing his version of jazz, but he, you know, if, if the composers loved him, cause he basically sang those songs perfectly. <laughs> like he did, you know, he, yeah. right, in the right, melodically the way they were supposed to be written and all that stuff. And then what I love is you take those songs and you listen to them and then you go to Ella and you see, right. You know, you see the like yeah. this what you could really do with like what you know. I always I always find it interesting because some people cover tunes and they don't really go anywhere with it. Right. It's like I'm just gonna put my voice on it as right. opposed to like what can we what does it say and what can we really do with it? You know. Yeah. Um, I didn't make and that's like I did you know I did a version of Tommy the Who's Tommy. Um, <laughs> why we did a we we basically did a run in in Australia Adelaide, um, where I took, you know 
Pete Townsend's tunes and and end whistles because he's the, he wrote a couple of tunes and Tommy mm-hmm. and kind of put my spin on them. You know, it was fun. In fact, I did a bit of a, you know, man with a horn version of one of the tunes and, uh, you know, kind of just explored it. it I did that with Hal Winner and it was one of my, one of my favorite moments. Um, It's never, you know, I I may have some recordings of it, but I, you know, whatever. And and Pete Townsend was, was, is a bit of a, I know I'm a bit of a mentor for me and has always been there (laughs) in, in, uh, in that way. Um, and that would be that. That would be a gift from my dad because I have to say sometimes people are just curious to meet Charles Mingus's son. So uh, <laughs> and I'll, I'll, I'll pick up the phone. Right. Know, was, that's that's a call you take, but that's great. You know, that's uh, but again, again, another great songwriter right there. Yeah. You know, plenty. I mean, I could tell you, you I could have just said to answer all these questions, Quadrophenia. Right. You know, right. You know, and then we're done. Yeah. You just play right. Quadrophenia. We're done. We we don't have to talk. That we're done. Right. You know, but, um, <laughs> Because again, there, there's so many great songs on that record mm-hmm. um, that mm-hmm. that hit all the marks for me, you know. Yeah. Um, and then another one I almost chose is he did this um, Iron Man record, and it's mm. got like he's got all these different guests on it. But there was like a couple of tunes in there just hit me emotionally. I'm not saying it's a great song, but like sometimes something connects. Hey. Yeah, you know, like you just go, oh, you know, in a weird way, it connect because. You know, sometimes, you know, my life isn't all music. You know, I grew up, I had, you know, I had to get jobs. I'd build houses. I did carpentry. I did, you know, sheetrock, all these different things. And I think some, you know, I grew up around some amazing people who they're a lot, who are more talented than me, (laughs) you know, and they, you know, their lives are, you know, working to keep their family going and they never got that shot. You know, I I worked with guys uh, in construction who were, and Joffrey Ballet, but also doing construction work and supporting their art and all wow. this stuff. And and yeah. the best music, I think sometimes the best music just never makes it there. I think, you know, yep. and I and I do believe there's another John Coltrane out there. Would we give him the chance? You know, and that's and that's how do we give him, how do we find him and give yep. him that chance? You know, yep. I mean I remember I went, I I I was a a Berkeley student for, you know, a semester and a day. <laughs> was not my scene, but yeah. there were some amazing musicians in there, and I am shocked that I've not heard from them since. Yeah. Absolutely shocked. Incredible creative people that had a master of their instrument. And then I, I'm like, what happened? You know, yeah. and, and I don't know. The life, <laughs> right. life happens. The world you know? happens. Yeah. The world yeah. happens, you know, and, yeah. and, uh, you know, some went on to be good teachers. Some of them, I just never, you know, never got right. back in touch with or, you know, I, you know, I, you know, on the other hand, you know, the, what I will say, if I could pass on my knowledge to the youth, college <laughs> is about connections. Yeah, you know, and that's really like if you wanted to, if you wanted to see it at, at Berkeley, you finish it, you meet as many people as you can, and you keep in touch with them, and they get you work. Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> right. that wasn't how I operated. I didn't, you know, I didn't understand. I didn't understand that about. I know. College. I didn't understand yeah. that all those, you know, all those guys that go Harvard give other Harvard people work. Right. You know. <laughs> And that is a cultural thing. That's a, like, it's a cultural and a class thing. You know, we, we, you know, we're, uh, some people of a different class would be like, oh, of course, that's what you do. And then other people are like, you know, you don't give away opportunity because you may not have it for yourself, you know? So right. that's to me, like, this is the connection, you know, that's where we, we need to improve because the people above us that make all the big bucks and, and, and have all the influence are all connected and they know who to call when things happen. And it's very hard to break through to a point where you feel yeah. A, comfortable calling somebody. Yeah. And then B, knowing what you need to ask for, because it's okay to ask for something. Yeah. 
And, oh my gosh! Yeah, because someone says no doesn't mean the next person is gonna. You know, right? And just because they say no that time doesn't mean that they'll right. say no the next time. Yeah, you know, and yeah. I and and I will say like things shift. You know, I mm-hmm. I've been plugging away at this for a long time and worked with some amazing people. You know, I, I and, and somehow you know just you know I keep plugging along, making music, but then you do one gig with Yo Yo Ma, and then someone wants to answer right. your call. You know, and yeah. and you know, and 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 I haven't changed anything I've done. Right. You know, I just keep making the music <laughs> I make and, you know, hopefully connect. And, you know, right. we'll see what happens. I'm not, you know. Sure. <laughs> I might be one of that Berkeley cats you never hear from. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this has been fantastic. I appreciate it so much. Uh, before we get out of here, is what do you got coming up? Is there anything you want to... I know you've got the lessons from my father album that's like in progress, right? That's yeah, I'm loading stuff up. Actually, uh, we're at, we at, uh, myself and Catherine Sakura. Uh, <laughs> we have I got we have tunes we're sending you that are oh. that are that are coming probably soon before we get out of here because nice. you know the studio of the Lost right. Realm, which is really looking pretty lost at the moment. <laughs> but uh, um, and I guess I got I have a November. I got this thing with Elliot Sharp in madrid which is great and um actually i just literally got a response there's this great bassist sylvia bolognese out of uh italy and we're gonna do a uh, gil scott heron project oh. yeah so another person i could have you know i could have mentioned in this too because yeah you know, that sounds great oh man know, so many. i got to cool. do uh, I, I got to do we did a, a freedom rides project with hal wilner again one of the great supporter of what i do and i got to do uh the revolution not be televised you know with like Lou yeah. Reed and it was insane um anyway so yeah there's lots of yeah. lots of stuff i mean i'm gonna try to i'm trying to be a bit more generous i i tend i can get very precious and i don't mean that or maybe it's more about shy maybe yeah. more shy than precious i have a lot of music i have a lot of stuff that i've recorded over the years and i you know i i you know, when I, when I make a record, especially if it's vinyl and I'm going to end up with eight tunes, there's probably 20 been written for it. Right. So I have all sure. these backlog of stuff <laughs> and I drop it as I don't want it. So a lot of the stuff is unfinished. So I'm slowly going through going, cause the ideas I think are, are valid enough to see through. And so yeah. I'm trying to get out there. Cause I have a lot of people that, that like what I do and which is like more of it. So yeah, that's and, awesome. but, but, but of course it's a funny thing. Cause I love live performing live and that's really what I like doing the most. So I'm not, I was right. like, I can't quite get, so the record to me is a different project. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the record live. It just, it's, it's never happened, you know? Right. So I, I look at recording projects as one thing and the live performance is another, but then I do get people going, that's not even remotely what the record is. I'm like, yeah, no, isn't it great? <laughs> you get two, two experiences. I mean, yeah. you get the record in what? Well, it's the well, same with Elliot, with Elliot Sharp. And we do, I don't, I honestly, I don't remember what, what, what group we're doing. Cause I've done, you know, I did Terraplane with him. I've done uh, fourth blood moon. We've done now a more recent one. That's just us, you know, mm-hmm. um, which was great. The most recent one I actually played based on, which I hadn't really done with Elliot you know because hmm. he also plays great bass and he's right. an <laughs> so usually i just come in and i'll sing with him but um he had sent me some tracks and i said oh i'll throw some bass on for my own it was for my own guide you know through the tune yeah. and, uh, and he kept it it was great so you know um and when we go live that's a lot of times I mean, in, in fact with terraplane that worked you know for the first time we toured we improvised tunes we improvised blues Nice. And then on the next record, they appeared, you know, so, it's yeah. a, so I've always loved working with Elliot. And, and, uh, so that's one of the things that's coming up and actually us moving back to New York, there's going to be a lot of that as well. And I've got this other project with 
this guitarist, um, Knox Chandler, um, called Bursting Blue Bone Bark, which we've had a record in the can for ages. So hopefully we're going to get that out relatively soon. So I'll be back with sort of my, you know, creative cohorts and, uh, and have a lot <laughs> right. more stuff going on, you know, or criminals. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's awesome. Well, I, everybody should look out for that. And thank you again. Hey, you're very welcome, man. It was fun. Once again, thank you to Eric Mingus for taking the time to do this, to put in, to think about these things and, and talk to me about it, especially right in the middle of them. He and Catherine are moving from New Mexico back to New York. So, you know, moving is stressful. We all know how stressful that is. Um, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I, if you, if you really like this and you want a little bit more from each episode, patreon.com slash Foxy join the Patreon. You get the episodes early and there is a special Patreon section that has a couple more questions and some more conversation. Plus there's a ton of other stuff on the Patreon. It supports the work that Foxy Digitalis does and that I do. And it's just a generally good time. Otherwise, holler at me wherever. Let me know what you think of the episode. And until then, keep on listening to whatever the hell you want.